Back three feet, back four, six, seven, three feet again. One, six, four, three, two, two one. <coughs> spinny spin. Yo, yo, yo. Do I gotta talk loud like this? Can I talk like this? Can you hear me like this? Or do we need to talk like this? Nah, I think we good just talking like this. Okay. What's up? What's up? What's up? Oh, truth. Hey there, bro, Acolytes. This is Kamikaze here, just cutting a little, you know, thing to explain why the show isn't completely finished. Um, yesterday was Monday, and we were recording the show, and uh, we ran into a little time crunch with Thunder WWE Raw in the Thunderdome getting started, and we had a pass to get into the Thunderdome, so we cut the short, cut the podcast short. But we are recording a live uh, podcast on Thursday for the opening game of the season, the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Houston Texans. Uh, During that game, we will continue to predict the remainder of the week one games, but most of it is already done. We just have about three or four more games to do. Uh, we cut it short. There will be no outro on this show either because we wanted to get you guys to show before thursday so you can hear our predictions for the kansas city chiefs houston texans game um thank you all for listening uh enjoy the show you are jamming with the hottest disc jockey Holy smokes, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Undisputed Sports Broadcast. Baby! I am Dre Kamikaze. Of course, I'm here with my tag team host, Pat Wick. The hostess with the mostess, the number two, but only in regards to this show. I am (laughs) Pat Wick. And of course, always next to me is the glorious one, Dre Kamikaze. Dre's been a fun week. It's been a really good week. And we're going to start with what made this week fun, some basketball. Excellent choice. Let's get right into it. Coming 2020. Well, if you've been under a stone the last few weekends... We have been in playoff mode, Dre Kamikaze, when it comes to NBA basketball. We are in the second round, the semifinals, as you would say. Semis? Yes, sir. Um, Um, Once again, getting completely satisfied here with the amount of talent we've seen and the amount of talent we haven't seen. And for those of you that haven't been updated on the latest injuries, there are some big ones here. Before we get into the games. Is it that big? I mean, these are two big men that seem to be big problems. Because when they don't show up, their teams don't win. But when they do show up, hell, they pull off a W. Right. I mean, I can't really say that realistically now after the Middleton experience. So go ahead, let's go ahead, since we're talking about it now, let's just get right, right into that Milwaukee 
Miami series here, Kamikaze. Huh, do we really want to talk about that Milwaukee? Well, game? only because it should be over right now. That's it what should, we should be telling you. Right it now. should be over. You're right. You're right. And I, and I'm only saying this because challenge accepted. What we saw during this last um, game four here, which should have been, like you said, Kamikaze, a clean sweep by the Heat. Uh, they played better team ball. Their overall players. As a whole, Kamikaze have, have scored in better bunches than the Bucks players. Uh, we've seen Giannis struggle, and now we see a possibility that he might be uh, still not sure yet, but he could possibly rule it out for Game Five because of the ankle. Now, what you saw, Kamikaze Giannis is playing. Giannis is playing, right? I, I ain't got no report. I'm just telling you straight from my heart that Giannis. But but what a capability! Obviously, it's a tender ankle. Yeah. We can't really tell what he can do. Now, granted. Is, are the Bucks really willing to risk that? Because what we've seen in other ankle situations, a la Grant Hill and Orlando Magic, injured his injured his ankle before he went to Magic, never fully played for them under their, that amazing right. contract that he did, and this is their future. Giannis is his future, but is what he a bro- their future or is he the NBA's future? Well, because uh, there's rumors that Giannis might not even finish or even. Resign with the Bucks after his contract. If the Bucks are smart, they'll throw everything but the kitchen sink at him. Don't Just mean he's going to take it. Doesn't mean they're going to take it, but they should at least offer him. Let's say I'm not agreeing Super with you, Max. Supermax, and let it be the league biggest at the time. Because what you saw in Game Four, Kamikaze is Middleton really coming into his own, having, as you said at the end of the game, ice in his veins, because he was making the big shots without Giannis. Yeah. And that's what you, you paid made the that's... big shot to win that game and keep Milwaukee's chances alive. And you know what's funny? The moment you told me, "Hey, Giannis is out for the rest of the game," you know, I was like, "What?" And the first thought in my head was, "The Heat going to lose this one." Say what? Yes. Well, because well, we... so so go ahead, lay into your logic. I want to hear this. I want to hear this, Kamikaze. Is why. Because when Giannis is on the floor, Giannis uh, brings the ball up. Giannis is the primary scorer. Giannis has a deficiency in his game that this Miami defense was exploiting to perfection. Yes, they were. Absolutely. So when you sit Giannis down, you get a guy in that makes that Bucks offense a little bit more unpredictable because it's really predictable with Giannis. So you made it unpredictable. You put, you actually had more scoring because you had more shooting on the floor than you would when you have Giannis on the floor because Giannis, let's be real, he's not a consistent jump shooter. You know? and so that playing against this Miami team, you have to pass the ball well. You have to get good screens. You have to get easy shots for at the rim and at the three-point line. And and when he was playing well, it was mostly in the paint. He wasn't shooting the ball right. very well for he this wasn't series. Shooting the ball very well at all for this series, and that was what was costing them to lose. You know, because nope. just because he's not making them, don't mean he's going to stop taking them. If they give it to him, he's going to take it every time, and that's what you want from a player. But at some point, you got to realize, hey, this ain't my game. No, and and you got to go with what's working. It's not the time to play off the experiment with yeah. something like that. If you're off on a shot. A la Russell Westbrook in this final game that he played against us. Um, And before before we glide past that, I want to just say, I'm not saying that Giannis is the reason why they were down 0-3. What I'm saying is the way that offense was run when Giannis was there is why they were down 0-3. 
the offense changed when Giannis went down. And what they ran, what they were running with without Giannis was better for that team. You know, and Middleton got aggressive. Uh, Bledsoe got, got a lot more aggressive, you know. So, it, Giannis being down actually helped them. Uh, I'll play devil, devil's advocate here with you a little bit, Kamikaze. You mentioned earlier as far as um, him not maybe being okay with settling in Milwaukee, planting roots there. Um, obviously, Middleton is under contract. Yeah. He's he's good there for the next four to five years. Yeah. Do you maybe go and trade a Giannis and see what you could get out in the open market? Because you're not gonna. It's not like you're not gonna get either first rounders, quality. So um, contri- are you asking me? Is Middleton a better Batman than Giannis? No. Could he be a Pippen to a better Jordan? If we got adequate, adequate. Um, you know, so you assets in that Jordan for Jordan. It obviously, I mean, Giannis isn't Jordan. I mean, but I, like not even at, at, it's hard to be kind of get a big man that can score the way Giannis can, and obviously we don't you agree. Want a big man that, that can score? Go get Jokic. No, no. But Jokic ain't going away. Jokic, I'll get to Jokic, and he's one of the other big men we have in this in this playoff series that's questionable for possibly Game Three, but. I want to I want to get off this Bucks thing just for a second and put my hat on the the Miami Heat with Eric Spoelstra as coach and this team has found a way Kamikaze. Not that they found a way, they've always had that in their in their system. But they got a let, dog, man. let's give let's give the the credit not just to Jimmy Butler. Let's talk to the Crowders out there, the heroes. The the you know, yeah, the Hero hit three two, well two big shots back to back in that game at the end to give them get them a chance to finish it, finish them off. So I mean I'm not knocking the supporting cast over there because I really I'm if anybody appreciates Miami's supporting cast is me because I said at the beginning of the season like even before the lockdown and everything that Jimmy Butler with them can make noise. You know like that team wasn't bad to begin with. Now now we obviously like. Miami Heat to go far in this playoffs. Do we think they have enough firepower to, to go and, and make it? You know, I, I like to think that they have enough to do that. And I think whenever you have Jimmy Butler on your team and him having the type of mindset that he has that, like, this is straight business, you know, let's get down to business. And him being willing to be a scorer when he needs to be a scorer or a facilitator when he needs to be a facilitator, you have a chance to make some noise. You mentioned possibly the challenge heat. accepted. You mentioned the challenge of the Heat possibly playing Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals. In my I opinion, think that's the Eastern Conference Finals, and I think that Boston wins it. Okay, so let me ask you this: Is Boston a better version of the Heat? They play. They both play team ball. Boston seems to have a few more. When it comes to preliminary all stars on their team, um, they play be- They they do play better team ball. You wouldn't be able to no, say I better think, coach because Heat, obviously Eric Spolster has the I advantage think they do on play that. Better defense than, okay. than Boston, but I think team ball though wise, Boston plays good team ball. They yeah, spread the ball around. They pass. They extra pass. And, and, and the scoring is going to be ridiculous if they get Hayward back now. I had to, I gotta say this because I did say that the Heat is going to lose to Boston in the East Conference Finals. 
This is for fighting. They get Hayward back. No, granted, if they get now, Hayward back, they get another score. If they get Hayward back, they are winning. They are winning the Eastern Conference Finals. Now, if they don't get Hayward back, then we might have a, have us a series. You know, right. so like I think that he can beat Boston right now, but if Hayward comes back, it's definitely Boston taking it. So um, we'll go ahead and finish up um, this aspect of this certain grouping in the playoffs. You like Heat obviously to sweep up uh, in the next game. So game five, Heat uh, over the Bucks. Oh no, no, it's tomorrow. They play on the same day we play. Okay, so yeah, so you're calling Kamikaze for the Heat obviously to finish the finish. Finish it off. Finish it off with if the Giannis Bucks. If Giannis plays, it's over. If Giannis does not play, then it's still over. Uh, so, I'll, yeah, I'm calling for I'll ask over. this question for you probably when we get to the end of this playoffs. I think when Chris we... Middleton got the heart to beat Jimmy. No, or no, that's not the question. At, no, but at, that's my answer. The heart? No, he does not have <laughs> the heart to question. beat. Uh, Jimmy's got one of the biggest NBA hearts we have uh, in this league to say you could – one person, let alone – a team could do it. I don't think there's one. Yeah. I don't think there's I mean, one. LeBron and AD can do it, but. Yeah, but you're talking about Giants. Yeah. And I, I, I don't think Milton's got the, the cojones to do what we need, <laughs> what we don't need him to do as far as Jim. But um, at this point, if the Bucks don't, are eliminated from, from another playoff series uh, as they were last year, um, do you go out and get you a third star now? Obviously, they have Milton. They have Giannis. Do you need that third star in Milwaukee to push farther than what you've gotten? Because you've gotten to the semis. You've gotten to the Eastern Conference. Now, we, what do we need? We, we, do we need a shakeup? You've gotten pretty good bench players. One of the best benches in the NBA this season. So, where's the, where's the excuse? Where's the excuse? I'm looking for an excuse here, Yamaka. The excuse is that the guy that they run their offense through, I mean, it's not an excuse, it's a flaw. It's in it straight up. The guy that they run their offense through has a distinct flaw in his game, and defenses know how to stop it. They know what to, what, what to do when it's time to body up and get real. The best teams in the league, the playoff caliber team, the championship caliber teams, know how to stop it. Mm. And he does not have a counter. And until he develops a counter, the Bucks are, but the Bucks won't get past the Eastern Conference Finals. And I said to answer your first question, I said before these playoffs. Well, no, not before. Okay. When the playoffs started, and I seen how Brooklyn, how well Brooklyn was playing, what well, playing together, and then I realized, oh my God, they get KD and Kyrie back. I said. Oh, it's championship or bust for the Bucks this season. Not to mention they get the two-year running playoff team that they've had the last two years. Right. That already gelled, and all they're doing is they're dropping two phenomenal stars on this already good team. You know, because they, the Brooklyn Nets, they're not a championship caliber team, but they're a good team. Okay, we're going to get to him. But now we're going to talk about the players that we're dropping in there. Oh, well, you mentioned it. There's, I was just figuring that was the only – that was a perfect segue to announce that. I because, know, but I got to get the point about how, okay, you on. know, like Kyrie, adding Kyrie and KD to this already good team. Like, you know, and then you bring in your breaking news. Even though it ain't no – Steve Nash – 
has been hired to be the head coach of these Brooklyn Nets. Out of nowhere! Out of nowhere, Kamikaze! You have, uh, you have Fizdale out there. You have Nate McMillan out there. You bring in Steve Nash, very intelligent player. I'm not going to hesitate when it comes to very and the the Hall of Fame player. Hall of like, Fame player, a uh, two-time MVP, a smart player, like a, a hard-working player, and a man that understands the value of work so, and and getting the most out of your talents. You know, a, a guy with a whole lot of fucking heart. You know, so like. Anybody that, like, all right, so I got to go into this because it, it kind of pissed me off. Okay. Like, Twitter was in a uproar about Steve Nash being hired to be a coach. They're like, oh, like, I understand the times that we're in. I'm a black man. Okay. I, yeah, so, so they were clamoring. So they were clamoring. Like, to say that Steve Nash don't deserve this job because there are all of these black coaches out here that want to better fit this team. First off, the organization, front office, consulted with the players before making this hire. So I'm sure the players agree with this hire. The two stars on this team has worked with Team USA and Steve Nash before. So, like, there's a relationship there already. Steve Nash is one of the most respected players in the league. Very much so. Today. You Very know, much so. Hall of Fame player. Smart player, like we said earlier, he's more than qualified to accept this position. And anybody saying he doesn't deserve it for whatever reason, I'm not saying well, he hey, doesn't deserve it, Kyle Kazi. Not you, Twitter. I, I know. Twitter. I'm just saying it just came out of nowhere. I want to make sure, obviously, from what Twitter spoke on and what you spoke on, that the right interviews were done. The the league rules were were. I don't even care if they didn't interview not one person. Really? <laughs> you don't care? No, dude. Like, bro, look at that team. And all you're doing is putting a coach in place that's gonna make these guys work hard. That's gonna build the chemistry. He's been a facilitator his entire career. Yeah, you're He's right. He's gonna be able to teach this team how to play well, how to do what they need to do to compete for a championship. I believe we see Brooklyn in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, that quick. Wow. That quick. Oh, what what a great prediction there, Kamikaze. Uh, we need to wrap this uh, this certain segment team up. You obviously have the Bucks losing in five. Yes. We both do. Bucks right. losing in five. So why don't you go ahead and pick our next series to talk about? Um. Should I be selfish? Yeah, you can be as selfish as you want to be. I ain't do that, but I ain't going to jump to the West. So we're going to talk about the Los Angeles Clippers. Denver. Motherfucking Nuggets. Um, Do you want to crack in on this first? You want me to crack in on this? I feel like I got the most in on that Brooklyn shit. So I'm going to go ahead and let you. Okay. So, obviously, um... Clippers series is tied now 1-1. Clippers taking the first game. Utah coming back. Utah, and, Denver. I'm sorry. Denver. My heart, man. My heart. Denver coming back. The city Joe Flacco owns. The city Joe <laughs> Flacco owns. I think he's renting it from Lamar now, right? No, he renting his place in Baltimore from Lamar. Right? Okay. But in Denver, yeah, Joe Flacco owned that. You know, my okay. High, my high miracles happened in AD, the key to the city. Yeah. 
Um, so we have the LA Denver series. Um, obviously LA took advantage of a very tired uh, Denver team. I think. Um, obviously yes. that day, that game, game one, game one when your best player Jamal Murray is <laughs> shooting as poor as he it, was. It, yeah, and you could tell by the body language. You could tell by the way he was like the lack of aggression. I should say. In game one, how tired J- Jamal Murray was. And mad respect to this kid because before the, we got into this bubble and into these playoffs, dude, I thought he was average at best. He's really showing up. Bro, Jamal I mean, Murray, yeah, tape over my mouth. Right. I should shut up because this kid is a star. And if, if you don't think he's a star, then you must think he's a superstar. And I wouldn't argue with you. Well, you, uh, well, uh, Denver just paid him the supermax, correct? Uh, yeah, he got something like that. Yeah, I know he got at least max money left. So he's, I mean, this playoff alone, he's earned that money. You know, yeah. 50, 50 point games. Yeah. You know, several yeah. times in this playoffs yeah. in the first round. Yeah, he had fifty two, forty, and fifty. Like, but, come on, that's crazy, bro. But like, in this, in this game, Donovan too, Mitchell did. I just got to mention this. Go ahead, Donovan Mitchell, in that first series, he did the same thing. So, like, he had 40-point, 40-point, 40-point game, too. So, like, they no, these these young cats balling out, man. I'm, they make me excited for the basketball that's coming in the future. No, no, this is definitely uh, laying the foundation now. We've seen, you know, the, the Lucas, you know, shine young. You, you're seeing Jamal Murray's, the Don't Donovan Mitchell's. Oh, until my God. Until he stopped crying. Oh until he stopped crying and be a loose, soft little baby. The, league, the league's <laughs> full of these guys. I mean, James Harden, you know, goes down the lane and gets fouled. He he feels oh, like he needs every... Feel our own guy, Our own guy, LeBron James, goes down every time he gets hit. Hey. He looks at the ref with his hands hey. up. I mean, hey, come on. If you don't play for my team, don't do the shit, because I'm going to talk shit about you. <laughs> wow, that thunder being dropped by Kamikaze. You're listening to the USB, the Undisputed he Sports he Broadcast. Come on, man, it's basketball. Your ankle's going to get stepped on. Mine's been stepped on plenty of times playing basketball. Once again, we are brought to you by Cotta's Barbecue, 709 East Canal Street in Mulberry, Florida, 863-425-1983. Just playing good. Slab... A whole slab rib dinners for under twenty-five bucks. Try any one of their specials: uh, barbecue, southern fried, and seafood dinners. Once again, that number is eight six three four two five one nine eight three. Kata's barbecue. Here's an idea. Okay. Lose the accent when no. I talk about Carter's barbecue. No, I like it. Okay. You know, I like it. Never mind. We the side of rants. Okay, that's but what no, I thought you were gonna accent. say. Okay. But. <laughs> Uh, week one is this week, right? Uh, for college Thursday. football no. or for NFL? NFL. Okay, yeah. Thursday, let's have some Carter's barbecue. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Shit. Let's have some Carter's barbecue. Yeah. I so mean, that, that, is that even a discussion? That's, that's a good. that's a triple. See? Yeah. Oh, that wasn't a triple, but. Yeah, yeah, Carter's barbecue. That's playing good. Yeah, and definitely keep the accent. I'm going to have to call Johnny and be like, I need some Carter's barbecue, Johnny. <laughs> This is your boy, Pat Wick. Um, going in back to this Laker-Utah series, I saw what I didn't see in Clip, the first Clippers. Clipper-Denver. Clipper-Denver series. Utah is eliminated. I don't know what you're talking about. And Lakers playing the Rockets. <laughs> Slap me in the face already. What are those teams is the right one? All right. L.A. Clippers and Denver series. What I didn't see in the first game 
Obviously, we just mentioned they were pretty tired. We did not see the Joker really come into his own until the second game. But you know what's crazy? Joker hadn't played well. This whole series. Even, no. This whole playoffs. The whole playoffs, yeah. Right, that's what so, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, that that right there alone, like, his added, like, boost in game two alone was was more than overdue. Yes. And well needed. For when you're the best offensive big man. Supposedly. In the league, supposedly. Right. Yeah, let's say supposedly. All right. Because we need to see some consistency. These are the moments where you're supposed to shine. Especially in the playoffs, right? You know, like, we're not talking about Jamal Murray as the best anything in the regular season. But when he gets to the playoffs, like last year he balled out too. Like, this ain't, like, this is why Brian my eyes Banner. are open to it. Because it's like, this is the second year in a row he's put this team on his back when he needed him the most in the playoffs. And if you're looking at. at and we don't even. Go ahead. If you're looking at Denver, you're looking at yourself, we are, we are right there. We are a, a piece here, a player there, a move here yeah. from really jumping into this seat here where we could be the the head of the West. I mean, granted, the last two seasons, they've kind of flirted with that one, two, or three position yeah. in the West Kamikaze. So this is a team that really, against the Clippers, which have been picked to compete with us for that Western Conference Finals, in the game two, answered the question, can a playoff team beat the Clippers? And the answer is yes. And uh, kudos to, uh, is it Michael Malone? Who is that? Is that the coach? No, that's the Denver, that's the Milwaukee's Bucks coach. No, Bill, Milwaukee's coach is uh, uh, Boot, 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 Boot. Uh, So isn't Michael Mike Malone or something the Denver Nuggets coach? Okay, because I know Doc Rivers. Anyways, kudos to him to really get this game planning. I, I, I kind of overheard uh, a conversation with him early on in there. What is it? Mike Malone. Mike Malone. Okay, so I did hear a conversation, and they wanted to go back to playing their ball. They wanted to go back and be physical with these guys. And I think with the Clippers, you really have to push that button. Because you have one of the hottest hotheads, uh, and we have uh, the other hothead, which is Morris, Obviously, already contributing to a little bit of uh, dysfunction in the first uh, round series. I had to say it. I had to say it. How you gonna comment, my man? Cause Luca soft. <laughs> oh my god, Luca soft. He Luca is, soft. bro. He's, He's acting like soft. every other All Star player on their team when they get hit or tapped or somebody. Oh my god! Exactly. The, I'm not worried about what he did on the court. I'm worried about what he did in the pre, in the post game press conference. Oh, I was hoping that the first one was an accident, but you know he did it again. Like, bro, I, it's basketball. I mean, it's playoff basketball. He'll get used to it. This isn't Euro ball. This is got the kids. This kid's 21 years old. I've been soft. In case you haven't noticed, there is some contact in basketball. God damn it, bro. Like, I like Luca. I want to be over here praising him, but I don't like that soft shit, bro. You know I don't. That's why I don't fucking like Harden. <laughs> That's why we don't like Harden, right. Absolutely. Um, You know, now with uh, Denver coming into this series, tying it up, I really could see this maybe going into Game 6. I really almost saw us maybe, maybe escaping into Game 5. But after seeing Denver... And possibly seeing how they can maybe control Clippers on certain aspects when they have certain setups match up. Not to mention, 
you always have that possibility of Jamal Murray, unless Kawhi Leonard is going to really commit to him as far as defensively, because we've seen this, <laughs> we've seen teams switch <laughs> off on Murray. I don't know, man. I done seen Kawhi try to switch on to the team's best players and ain't do shit. Like, even your boy Luka did his thing against Kawhi when he said, and Kawhi was like, yeah, I got Luka, and Luka still schooled his ass. Well, we, we, we commented earlier in the basketball season, Kamikaze, and hopefully you can remember this conversation, is that we saw certain games where Kawhi kind of was cruising not necessarily pushing the ball too hard. Yeah. You know, just kind of scoring his points in yeah, need to. Basically what Lakers did against in game one versus the Rockets. Well, no, no. I'm saying during the regular season. Right. Because where he was saying. getting himself ready for the playoffs. Uh-huh. And now we're at this playoffs where you normally. when he was sitting down or when he was playing? Well, just basically resting. You know, he'd get his minutes. Yeah. You know, he'd win his game. But you wouldn't necessarily see him go too hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless really it was against us. Um, but <laughs> but now you're in the playoffs, and I really That's haven't seen all eyes is on the Lakers, of course. I really yeah. haven't seen Kawhi really pump it into that second, third gear yet. I mean, I've seen him do well, I've seen him score well, I but I haven't really seen. I've really been falling off the rim. Well, not to mention this uh, this bubble hasn't exactly exactly produced the most efficient of official calls. Here, Kamikaze. Oh, I mean, so let's call it. Me, let's call it like bro. we see it. I the mean, refs, bro. When you gotta play against Harden and the refs, yeah, you know, shit's shit's hitting the fan, bro. Um. So in this Clipper series, do you have anything else that you like to bring up, Kamikaze? Um. The Clippers still gonna win the series. As much as I hate to say it, they deeper than than the Nuggets. Do you grossly disagree with me then, Kamikaze? That that this may go six. Do you feel like it's go five? No, I think this goes six, seven. All right, all right. I think that, like, Jamal Murray alone is going to lead them to at least another win. You know, that's six. It's going to go six easy like that. Uh, no, I, no, no disagreement here, I Man, think. Man, respect I, to Jamal Murray. I like how you balling out there, and I like why you, I like what's powering you to ball like that. He's Canadian. I mean, he calls Canada home. I had to play it. I had to play it. Respect. I had to play it. Sorry, you thought Lance Storm was coming through the door, but he wasn't. Nah, I would have thought Chris. Um, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because he is a New Yorker. He's not a Canadian, right? Um. I'm going to take this next one because I'm going to leave the last one for you and I'm going to throw you a bone here. I'm going to take the Boston-Toronto series. Shit, I wanted that one. Oh, I thought you wanted the L.A. series. No, that's why I didn't take it. Oh. Well, fine. I took one L.A. team so you could have the other L.A. team. Oh, you're too nice. Okay, well, go ahead. All right, right, you take, you go ahead, take, you take Boston-Toronto. Yeah, so let me just dive right into that. Bro, who would have thought OG... Anunobi would it be the guy to make this a series? Um, shouts out to Kyle Lowry for making a perfect pass, but OG, granted, the people who gave him the name and those mad cold veins of his, Kamikaze. Ice! I mean, they might ice. as well rename him OG and just call him the Iceman because, <laughs> right. I mean... This rename kid... OG, you ain't got to uh, rename him. He's OG. Was it a point five? 
Mm-hmm. Was it a point five on the clock? Yeah, was that point five? I mean, he's literally touched his hands up. Yeah, he I didn't mean, even think about it. And then like, and then all of a sudden, and just, then like how the team just jumps and celebrates around him, and he casually just walks off the court. And I'm like, bro, like it ain't even nothing to him. And then in the post game interview, they asked him like, your teammates were excited when you hit that shot. Why? Were you, how were you so calm? He looked at the camera straight dead. I expect to make that shot. Wow. Like. That's the type of guy I want on my team, bro. Like, boom. Like, and I right? told you, like, I mean, <laughs> it's gonna sound corny, but last two K, like, not two K twenty, but two K nineteen, I played with OG. Okay. He made shots like that for me all the time on the video game. Like, like, so when they, when I seen him do some shit like that in real life, it, it, it was, it was great, you know. And you know, like Toronto is that kind of sentimental favorite because you know, it's Toronto. Toronto, we all liked going into this playoff series. They all they played great defense. We like Fred. We love Van Fleet. We, we hope for big things from him, possibly in New York, but maybe we don't know yet. But we like this Toronto team. We we definitely like this Boston team. We saw Boston jump into this series uh, 2-0 with some great ball, ball-controlled offense between Marcus Smart and uh, Jason Tatum and even Kemba Walker really stepping into his own in this playoff series, uh, consistently being that 20 to 25 point score here. Um, obviously, we're seeing their bench and Toronto's bench really going at each other. But to for Boston to go up 2-0 and for Toronto to come back the way they have with what you've mentioned with the OG uh, .5 second last minute shot to win Bang! the game. Right. And then you go... Make it, make it <laughs> that, that was almost more exciting than, uh, than the actual... Um, but then to go into the next game and come out with another W, Toronto's really yeah. showing you that they've got the kind of heart. Heart of a champion, Kamikaze. I mean, the things you can do when you get rid of a star, right? But, 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 I would hesitate to not mention one thing kamikaze and that's that where's full was pascal's best game i was saying i was just about to say <laughs> where's pascal siaka been in his playoff series really you was about to say that yeah bro oh i was just guessing <laughs> no i mean up until i mean he hasn't shot well behind the arc he really needs to penetrate more into the paint like he was supposed to be with his size and his length it just I want to see more Pascal, and I haven't seen it. Siakam, Siakam, Siakam. Pascal Siakam. Am I not saying it right? No, you're saying it right. I'm just saying Siakam. Where you at? (laughs) Where you at, Siakam? We can't crickets, bro. Crickets. And, and, And my thought process was that is that think Toronto, if they had Pascal from last year in this series. But you know why they don't have Pascal from last year? Because they don't have, have Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard. Yes, of course. Now, when you're the guy, you know, you're going you're gonna to sleep. So you need the guys around you to come alive. And what's happened in this series is because it was easy for him last series. Absolutely. Also, Defenses you know? were, were more honed in on Kawhi right. Leonard and Kyle Lowry. But this year, you know, now it's Pascal and Kyle Lowry. So you need guys like Fred Van Fleet who's shooting lights. Oh, my which, guy. Which is possible. Come to the Lakers. Well, I was going to mention that. It was going to be a, a, 
Uh, it would be nice to have Fred on the Lakers. Uh, Fred, boy. if you'd like to huh, come home, please come home. Please. Freddy! Freddy, my boy Fred Van Fleet. Shooting lights out. Okay. Um, uh, wait, hold on. Here we go. Fred Van Fleet, top free agent for the Los Angeles Lakers next year. Let's go! LFG, you know what that means. I'm just going to give him some love music. But yes, Toronto has really surprised me. Seriously. I could see it easily going seven now, Kamikaze. But I, wanna, I, wanna, I do want to speak about guys like Norman Powell coming off the bench. You know, yes. And giving decent minutes. Thank you. Know? you. Uh, Serge Ibaka, like the work he doing Fountain from the three-point line, Fountain bro. Of youth, right? What the work he doing from the three-point line, bro? I mean, like, it's crazy. This is this is the this Heart is, of champions, this is the bro. original Thunder Sergio Obaka 2.0. Now with the yeah, shot. Yeah, because he got a fucking jump. Well, he went. He was at one point <clears throat> in that game. I think he was four for four from three pointer. Like, come on now, like that, that. When you get guys like that around you, dog, and then Pascal actually show up, of course they're gonna win. And I, I and, and we tiptoed around it for just a second there, Kamikaze. But I've got to tell uh, Fred Van Fleet. Hold on, where's my? Okay, my com my kamikaze uh, music is not working all of a sudden. Um, I my, I was gonna give a shout out to uh, Fred Van Fleet, son. You, you've deserved every penny of that money that you made. Go make that money, son, next year because. Um... Oh, it's actually dead. Oh, so what we'll do is this. Is this the small one or the big one? That's a small one. Anyways, um, what I was going to say was, Fred, get that money, son, because... Come let the motherfucking Lakers pay it, bro. Well, no, not to mention, the guys earn every penny. Every penny, Every bro. penny. Fred, I mean, we've watched you through that last playoff series where you won, and you really came into your own going into this playoff series. You really just had your neck out there, and I appreciate it, Fred. Uh, you and deserve every penny. You deserve to, every penny. To the entire Toronto Raptors team. When Kawhi left, everybody counted y'all out. Powering on. Not Welcome the Undisputed Sports Broadcast. We still believe that there was so much chemistry between that team that you guys will be in the position that you guys are in right now. And you guys have a chance to win this series. I still think Boston going to win. But... <laughs> Well, you who know, knows now? With, with Sergio shooting threes, with Pascal showing some uh, so love. So, are we trusting that Pascal, that Pascal no. was here to stay? No, no. You no, know, he just no. went through a whole series where he wasn't nothing. And then, you know, I, I don't know if we can trust him. So, I'm, I'm going to say I think Boston's going to win it. Until I see Pascal do it again you know, in two more games. No, I, I totally agree. I agree with you completely because I don't trust this Pascal this season. Last year, I would have said, man, this guy, I, I can't bet against him. Right. He's too hot. Yeah, he but, got hot in but, the playoffs. And that's when he got hot, towards the end of the season and in the playoffs. But we're really going to see now coaching coming to effect now. We, we've taken the kind of shots we need to take. We, we've and seen the games see, we need to thing, see. Bro. Is coaching really going to play uh, a factor in going forward now? We've got two, two. Nick Nurse, all of those defenses he threw at uh, Boston that last game, that was that they won that game and coaching was a major, major part of that. Two of the greatest, uh, two of the greats in the league going at it here, um, obviously. But um, 
you know, it's going to come down to the big, biggest of the stars. And obviously, uh, you like Boston. Yes, I do. Uh, I'm going to go on a limb here and uh, go ahead and call it. I'm going to say Toronto in seven. Only because I like Van Fleet or Lowry to make that clutch shot. Not that Tatum can't. I just look at Tatum and I look at Walker. And I like I Tatum. I like Tatum, but I don't trust Walker. But I think you know, I, I trust... You can't really trust a 36% three-point shooter, can you? Well, that's why I'm saying I, I've seen Fred make those clutch shots. I've seen Kyle make those clutch shots. And I think when it comes to those moments... Can't we see that boy OG Anunobi make that clutch shot? Good point. <laughs> Very good point, Kamikaze. But so it, they deep at that position. And not to mention experience, experience, experience. They've kind of gone there last year... They went over the hump. Now you've seen them play with so yeah, much confidence this year, Kamikaze. So that, much confidence. I think that what ended up happening is Boston got up on them 2-0 real easily, and it didn't look like Toronto had a chance. So they coasted through game three, you know. Yeah, and then I could see game that. Game four, Pascal shocked them and woke up, you know. So Finally. I think that Boston is going to get, get realize who they are, and they're going to realize the – Opportunity that they're about to blow, and then they're gonna get that shit together. Good point. Good point. All right, so that leaves us done with this series, and uh, on the only series that really matter right now. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely is. Of course, he's speaking on the um, L.A. Lakers versus the Houston Rockets. Lake show, yo. Ah, oh, that series is tied 1-1. We had a little bit of a surprise. Uh, surprise? Well, only because we came off of the last series in such a positive manner. When yeah, we had some two of our biggest stars coasting. We're getting Rondo back. We're, and Houston couldn't finish OKC soon enough, so we rested too long. And you know what happened when we got too much rest. Spoken pretty adequately by uh, LeBron James after it is once we got the idea of what speed we had to deal with, you saw the game in game two more or less go the, the way we wanted to. Right. Up by 16 at the half, closing out we the game. We lost that lead, so that ain't even important. No, I'm just saying by the half, up by 16, you have your two printed All-Stars. You had Rondo at one point in game two uh, assist to about 9 to 10 uh, players scoring on those nine to ten. So Rondo assisted on twenty-eight of the Lakers points. Thank you. So yeah, uh, like that, Rondo as a facilitator, he had I think he had eleven assists. Rondo, and that's all I need him to do. Rondo as a facilitator yesterday was phenomenal. Rondo as a shooter yesterday, pretty decent. Yes, if we can get that Rondo every game. Like, and you know how I feel about Rondo. I know how you Rondo feel about Rondo. Not it's it's not a mystery. But for all of the people on Twitter calling for, oh, they need to sit Rondo. First of all, in that game one that we lost, Rondo, yes, he missed a few shots. But he's still getting his, his basketball legs under him. But he gave us quality minutes. I want people to remember that he has playoff experience, people. He is a champion. I understand it. He's one of the elite... Well, I don't know if he's one of the leading assist guys. He's got to be up there, though. He's got to be in the top 20, at least, in league uh, record assists. But you're seeing a lot of different guys getting facil facilitated. Um, Alex Cora 
uh, Rondo and Caruso. I'm trying Caruso. What did I say, Rondo? Okay. Uh, Alex, Al- Al- okay. So Caruso. <laughs> Um, at one point on game two, Caruso, Rondo, LeBron, and another couple bench players ran the, the offense pretty well. And you're seeing what I, I like to see is that Caruso and Rondo. That's Ron- when uh, LeBron was on the bench. Because when, when Morris went off, Rondo, I mean, LeBron was on the bench. That's so weird. I have no idea what's happening. Boys. Ow. Whatever they got. They, 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 my, my Bluetooth must have kicked on. Okay. All right, we are back. Um. We never go nowhere. Oh, they got all of it. Okay. <laughs> well, good. we're back under control. Um, you got to give your hats off to Houston. Obviously, in the first game. They took us uh, a little... I'm not. Well, I'm trying to be (laughs) pro-biased. I know you're... You're trying to be unbiased. I'm trying to be unbiased. I don't care about being unbiased. I'm not giving Houston any credit. Dog, they won that game because the Lakers came off a rest. They couldn't beat uh, OKC fast enough. And unlike the Denver Broncos... I mean, Denver Broncos, the Denver Nuggets. (laughs) They came out... You know, playing well in game one. And they didn't play bad in game two, but they couldn't overcome the defense that we were putting on James Harden. Yes. You know. Kudos to Frank Vogel for for, for getting that straightened out. Understanding that, yes, we're going to get hit with some open looks from guys like P.J. Tucker, Eric Gordon, and Robert Covington. Because, hey, that's what the Rockets do. They shoot. Question question for you here, Kamikaze. Um... Um, does our defense change now because of Russell Westbrook's uh, outside perimeter shooting? Do we need to worry about him outside less now? So is, is he less of a problem unless he's driving to the basket? Right. Let me ask you a question. All game yesterday, when Russell was at the three-point line, the Lakers was giving him that, right? Right. So what, do, what happened? He went one for eight. No, no, and I, and we figured out the Russell Brook equation when it came to how do we defend him in this series. Obviously, we're we're figuring out Harden. Have we figured out a way to to defend Russell Westbrook now? Obviously, he's having his woes. We have an answer defensively now. Yeah. Let him take his shot. We cover obviously going what into you the do paint. Is the problem. The problem. With Houston, when they got back in it, is because Russell Westbrook was off the floor. You know, Russell Westbrook being on the floor with Harden benefits us. Okay. Because that's one less perimeter shooter on the floor. All right. You feel me? When you take Russell Westbrook off the floor, you bring in another perimeter shooter. So now you don't have nobody that you can really leave open without having to pay a price for it. But every time Russell Westbrook is on that floor, we was get, we, we would gain a lead and gain a lead. Because, yeah, we were doubling Harden, so it was leaving somebody open, but that somebody ended up being Westbrook, and, you know, Westbrook is Westbrook. So it's like... <laughs> and, and let's be completely honest, with Game 1, we did get some pretty uh, bad calls when it came from the referees. Terrible calls. So, but I wasn't going to blame the refs. I was just going to blame us. <laughs> well, fuck it. I'm going to blame the, blame the refs. If you won't blame them, I'll fucking blame them. There were some terrible calls in Game 1. <laughs> you can some, blame them while you want. Some calls where well, you, you, you kind of look, look at yourself 
and you look back at the person maybe watching next to you and you're like, are they really going to call that? Right. Are they really going to call that? Right. And they call, they would call it. And it's the, the, uh, I mean, I don't know if it's like a round robin, a lottery to figure out what are going to be the referees that are going to be in the bubble when these games are happening. But, uh, Um, we just gonna go with my it. shout outs to the NBA for getting it wrong because this group of referees wrong. NBA, Shouts out NBA, you got it wrong. Well, because this grouping of referees, they, they haven't called consistent games to me. You've got games where they're calling everything, and then you got games where they're calling nothing. And I'm really not getting consistent. Now, I get it. I get it. And I'm not trying to bitch, and maybe I'm not trying to cry. But I just want a consistent calling, Kamikaze. Yeah. Is that too hard to ask right. for? Whether you consistently get it wrong or you consistently get it right, just be motherfucking consistent. Yes. If you call it a block one way call the for other this way. team, make sure you call it that way the same way for the next team. Because what we're seeing is, oh, this team get these kind of calls. This team get these kind of calls. James Harden get every call. <laughs> and Frank, quite frankly, I'm sick and tired of James Harden getting every call. He gets the ones on offense and the ones on defense. It got so bad to the point yesterday where it was a loose ball foul and they called a fucking blocking foul on Kuzma. Uh, now, that is something we, we can talk about is that how on a loose ball... Are we going to block? I mean, not Kuzma, now we're, Toronto. Okay, we're, we're both teams. The ball is loose, so there's no... Control. Well, alright, so here's what happened. Okay. Because it was towards right. the end of the game, you probably fell asleep. Yes. <laughs> I wasn't here. Yes. So, alright, here's what happened. So, uh, uh, Rondo was guarding Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook was coming across court, and Rondo was standing in front of him with his hands up. And Russell Westbrook gathered the ball to try to pass it, but it hit Rondo's hand and it got loose. And then Russell Westbrook ran over Rondo, basically, and he called a block. You feel me? And I'm like, how the fuck is that a block when, one, Rondo knocked the ball out of his hand. Right. And then Russ ran over him, you know? So uh, it was uh, just like, and then they ended up overturning it, and it was a loose ball foul. I'm going to go here a little bit with your conspiracy theory of the NBA is that they just got to make it look good. They can't. They got. They, 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 they can't just like let the Lakers coast. It, it's too 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 good of a story. Not yeah, to, yeah. We, we to he's gotta make like it that. spicy. They gotta make people gotta go through some trials. They gotta right, have some mamba mentality. Right, right. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you gotta have the speech like this isn't for us anymore. We're gonna this is for Kobe. Game in this series, ain't we? Oh, jeez, wow, man, drop six. me with a. Ah. Oh. Um, in this series, we're going six, ain't we? No, no. I think Frank Vogel has what he needs as far as a defensive plan. If we can McGee just not, stay what if healthy, McGee can't play next game. huh? What if McGee can't play next game? We he don't need hurt. McGee. We don't need McGee. We go back to your original plan of AD going to five. And you have AD Dw- was at the five a lot. Well, that, then we keep that idea. And then we have Dwight coming off the bench as a Dwight five. Didn't play and if we have to just stick somebody at the big man, pick uh, Dunleavy. <laughs> if we have to stick some. Dunleavy. <laughs> if we have to pick some big, chunky 
Guy as a center, Dudley. 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 Don't disrespect Jared Dudley. That's the OG, man. That's the OG that never plays, yes. <laughs> He's the guy they're like, hey, buddy, I got 20 seconds to kill. You want it? You want it? Go hey, get guy. it. Go hey, get Dudley, it. Hey, Dudley, Dudley, we can really use your defense even though the game is over. Right. <laughs> Dudley, I really need you to card this guy for the next five seconds. All right? But no, for real. Like, I'm all good for playing Gerald Dudley because he might be old, he might be slow, but my man play good defense and he tough. And my if man. you leave him open on that three point line, I bet you make more three pointers than Westbrook will. Hey, you know what I gotta say about that? <laughs> my man's thick. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, Lakers resident thick boy. Yes, he is the Lakers resident thick boy. He'd be going to that buffet, he'd be like, it's all good. He'd be like, steaks, no weights. <laughs> well, they got an express call to his room at whatever holiday or Disney resort he's in. He's like, like oh, Mr. Dudley. Steaks, no weights. <laughs> steaks, no weights. Another, 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 another. Jared Dudley, though. You can't, we can't be talking shit about him like that. Hey, if, if he wants to pop a three to win a series, I'm cool with it. But I just haven't seen it. I'm saying he can so do it. So the to me He can do it though. He, he can, can do, it, do it, it, but to me, the juice wasn't worth the squeeze. He can he can he, he can do an OG type oh, play. I'll tell you what he can do. He can <laughs> fill up a, a bench chair. Oh boy. I'll tell you what. <laughs> ain't, no, ain't nobody can fill up a bench chair the way he does. Bro, stop playing with Jared. Alright, alright, alright. I digress. Um, I Three and D, Jared. Three and D. Stakes uh, no weights. <laughs> I, I pick. I pick L.A. and five. Bet you can't move him in the paint. <laughs> I bet you I could. I I'll give him a move like he's never seen before. Do? What you gonna do? Throw a hot dog? <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna call the pretzel guy over. And I'm gonna give him double cheese. I say, hey, give him that double cheese, man. And you're gonna see Dudley over there faster. And you're gonna see me kissing the glass. And I'll be I'll be like, hey, Dudley, how was that pretzel with cheese, dog? It was good. Bro, it was good. Gonna come down to Dudley, Dudley hitting oh, the shot. Oh God, please! <laughs> and we are gonna lose it because he's gonna be thinking about everything that she's saying right now, and he's gonna get in his head. He gonna be like, "Yeah, well, this guy Pat Wick said on that one show, you know, that I couldn't do it, and that shit got in my head." And I'm like, "Fucking Pat Wick, try to tell him." I know. Do it. It's just one of those situations where it's. Shit, All right, so where, so where do you see this series going, Kamala? Let's finish this out. I see it going six. All right, you don't have no fucking faith in the Lakers. I think we're going to go up 3-1. They're going to win another one, and then we're just going to ice their veins. Well, as long as the result is an LAW at the end of the series, I'm cool with that. Well, I'm not I think the world this. is waiting for the LA-LA explosion. I'm not betting against this. Well, I hope not. It'd be a full man's bet. Be a full man's bet. I'd take your money. I would take your money. All right. So, um, before we jump into the fact that, before we jump into the main event. All right. Um, and I use the term main event because I want to mention to, you know, the, what you call them? The bro acolytes out there. The bro acolytes. <laughs> The Broaculites out there. I haven't found a better name than Broaculites yet, so we're just going to call you the Broaculites until I do. You could name. <laughs> it's very Kurt Angle-esque. Yes. But, um, yes, to you guys out there 
we will be live in the Thunderdome for Monday Night Raw tonight. You probably won't hear this until maybe after that happens. So, you know, go to Hulu and rewatch and make sure you point us out on the Thunderdome because we'll be there. And since we're putting out accolades, our boy Drake Kamikaze is the newest... Uh, beat writer of sorts for the Buccaneers. Kinda like a beat writer for the Bucks, you know. Uh, for the at MZI properties, um, you can find all types of links to the website at MZI properties on Twitter. Um, yes, uh, a Baltimore Ravens fan, a beat writer for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for a new website. Um, www.neutralzoneinfraction.com um, Head over there um, If you know anything about WordPress If you have the app you can find us easily there um, Yes Come check out some of my writing It should be awesome And uh, we of course Couldn't be more prouder of him here at the USB uh, Hats off to you Kamikaze For, for uh, getting to that level uh, Once again congratulations uh, on yes, speaking of that, um, published my first story today. All right. Um, you can um, find that on my Twitter page, actually, because I shared that directly to my Twitter page. Um, at Kamikaze underscore bomb. Um, reach out to us uh, at both of our Twitter pages. Like I said, mine is at Kamikaze underscore bomb. Then we can, you can find Pat Wick at... Pat Wick underscore USB... Yeah, he likes to say his own shit, so I gotta make sure he says his own shit. <laughs> Alright, you are once again listening to the USB, the Undisputed Broadcast. Undisputed Sports, Sports. Broadcast. Broadcast. Sorry, I'm in like my third Heineken, so. Yeah, okay. You're on your third Heineken, I'm on my. <laughs> You're on your something. Yeah. But yeah, so, hey, thanks for reminding me to mention that. Um. That's, yeah, www.neutralzoneinfraction.com, for real, like, check it out, um, it's ran by a guy, um, on, uh, Twitter, <laughs> goes by the hashtag, uh, I mean, not the hashtag, the, uh, the, uh, username of Late Round Corner, um, his name is Michael Telford, great guy, knows a lot about, you know, football in general, uh, DB enthusiast, which is why his name is Late Round Corner. Uh, it's one of my favorite person to communicate with, uh, via fo- uh, for football related stuff and just anything in general. Even when it comes to like, you know, I had something uh, devastating happen to me, and I mentioned it on Twitter. And he was one of the first people to, you know, come and console me on Twitter, and I really appreciate that. So it's great to be working with him. Uh, so yeah, definitely check out uh, www.neutralzoneinfraction.com Coming 2020. Alright, great plug there, Kamikaze. And once again, uh, kudos to your future in uh, in journalism, my friend. <laughs> if I have one, I gotta get good at it. I'm a rookie still, so. Alright, going into our next round. I guess we're going to talk about um, what's important, right? Uh, week one. Um, the NFL is, is back. motherfucking back. We are. It's Today is Monday. It's Labor Day. The season starts Thursday. And yes, I guess we're going to go into some week one discussion and predictions. 
Uh, might as well. Once again, folks, you have made it. You have made it through the Christmas season, the holiday season, the COVID uh, beginning stages, and you are a week away. You are you are literally not even a week. You're three not even days a, three away. days away. Three days away from seeing the biggest from, from the let's just call it what it is possibly the America's biggest helper when it comes to COVID distractions. America's greatest, the real America's greatest pastime? Uh, turning out to be. I mean, baseball is, unfortunately, if you're unfollow, if un, not unfortunate if you're following it, but if you are following it, it's sort of laying an egg to what this playoff uh, basketball bubble has given us, yes. not to mention some of the other news Shout throughout this. Shout out to the NBA, even though we discussed y'all very deeply for what y'all have been able to do with this bubble. Jack because as we're seeing with some of these other sports, mainly the MLB, that it's not easy to keep your players clean. Um, are there um obviously uh, Kamikaze? How do you want to do this? Obviously, you have your game at one o'clock that you're looking forward to. I have my game at four o'clock. Do you want to just go ahead and get those out of the way? Do you want to save this for the end? Um, what do you want? Do you want? What do you want to get into? I think we should talk about the league. <laughs> Season opener, league season First, opener, great, great. Let's give respect to the Super Bowl champions and their opponents. All right, opening up this season for the NFL will be the Texans versus the Super Bowl. Texans at Texans at the Super Bowl winning. Kansas City, City Chiefs on Thursday, the first game of the year for the NFL. Obviously, you have the Chiefs coming in, the most recent Super Bowl winning champ. You have Patrick Mahomes, MVP Super Bowl. Then you have the Texans, which will be the newly signed, newly four-year guaranteed $114 million. Sean Watson got paid. And and I want to say this before we really get into other games. Uh, obviously, money money is guaranteed, which is what we like at that position. Um, he was a player that both of us kind of had in our top five uh, quarter quarterbacks that we would see kind of get those kind of contracts going into the next year. Oh, um, yeah. Deshaun was is a little bit on the lesser years, more money, which is for a quarterback is. Kind of right. what you want, Kamikaze. And, yeah, because you get another opportunity to get paid. You know, um, at the end of the thing, at the end of the day, you might not have that career longevity like Patrick Mahomes has, or that con- career. Now I want to say longevity, but I, flexibility though, I right, Kazi? Longevity. I, the word that, that's not what I, the word I want. Okay. That, uh, but there's definitely some long. There's definitely security. Some, right. You know? No. Okay. Good word there. Good so word. So you don't have that security that Patrick Mahomes has. Right? You definitely have, you know, an opportunity to make some money to win. And, and he's still young. And he's still young. And, and if he he's keep, one of the league's elites. If he, when he is healthy, yes, sir, he is. When he is healthy, my only concern is you're throwing to uh, Willie Sneed. No. No. Lamar's throwing to Willie Sneed. Lamar's, okay. You're throwing to Will Fuller. Will Fuller and then? Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks, okay. You have a Kiki Kuti. Well, I mean, he's just a name right now, but he'll be a household name next year. Does this Deshaun Watson signing to you, Kamikaze, um, 
go forward in the direction on the Texans wanting to to put dollar amounts on the key players in their offense. They did just um, obviously sign Tunsil, their their pickup from Miami My to a longer contract. He's a cornerstone of that offensive line. You know, obviously Clowney's gone. He wasn't really a cornerstone on that defense. You're seeing you're seeing JJ Watt getting to the older years. Are you going to see the Houston Texans now coming off those JJ Watt contracts put more money into those key components that you need to win in an AFC South conference? Um, I mean, because we like we like the Texans coach as a coach. Not so much as a GM. This was a step in the right direction. They have flexibility here with four years only, guaranteed money up front. Can they put money in other key areas? Dave John, D- David Johnson is at a bargain. Obviously, he's not at a freaking bargain. Well, what are they paying him? Like twenty one mil. Like oh, he so he's still under the remaining. Contract, they're still bro. under the remaining Arizona yeah. Cardinals contract when they thought they had something. <laughs> you know, okay, all right. So my bad. That's why I was such a shock that they like sent like what they sent and took on that contract just to get rid of DeAndre Hopkins. You know what was the most surprise is during our fantasy draft uh, yesterday that he was still a higher caliber on their death charts, not necessarily everybody else's, but on their death charts, he was like a four out of five. DeAndre Hopkins is quarterback proof, and they shipped him to a team that's going to throw the ball an awful lot. Which is really surprising why you gave him to me, but we won't go there. But um, (laughs) this is an exciting game, obviously. I had to get Michael Thomas. No, I get it. I get it. Priorities, but I mean... Um, we want, obviously this game has kind of what we, what the NFL has really packaged for the viewing audience, Kamikaze. This is an offensive game. We're going to see a lot of, a lot of good offenses, obviously from Kansas City coming in. And we're going to see here what the LSU rookie hopefully will do in that offense. We've seen a lot of great, uh, running backs come in. Kareem Hunt kind of went, came under the radar, Produced well in this offense. Oh, we're talking about Kansas City. Okay. Yes, I'm sorry. Well, I was on Texas's dick, Texans' dick so much, I thought I'd just jump over to Kansas yeah, City. Yeah, but, but you I wanted me a little bit when you said we're gonna see what this LSU rookie get to do in their backfield. I'm like, wait, the Texans don't have a LSU rookie in their backfield. And then I'm like, oh, Elvis Hilaire. Right, right. So we're gonna see what this running back can do. If Andy Reid is smart, in which obviously he's one of the most brilliant coaching minds in the NFL. Um, I want to see this kid, obviously, coming from an LSU. We like the product coming out of the SEC, obviously, with majority of the players coming out of the SEC. Yeah. He's from a big... Big co- trust. Woo, woo, Pat, woo. Pat Queen. Right. So, we, I like to see what this rookie has with this kind of offense. Z- defenses are going to really zone in on their receiving core. Let's see what this rookie can do now with the pressure a little bit off of him as far as a target with... Uh, Hill and Travis and some of the other weapons, Patrick Mohans. Let's see how this rookie really flourishes. And you may see him be one of those rookies that goes over a thousand yards in his first season. Remember, not a lot of tape. See, not a lot of tape. No preseason games to go off of here, Kamikaze. Here's the thing you come to a team where you look at the roster and you like, the only way that they can get better on defense is on defense. And then they go out and they show you, hey, 
we'll take this guy and we'll get better on offense. And you're like, damn, that team just got more dangerous. Simply because now, last year, if you could figure out a way to stop that passing attack, you stopped the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes. But this year, if you stop their passing attack, you know, you'll still have to deal with Clyde Edwards-Solaire rushing. But being the checkdown target. Yes. You know, and he can do Ray Rice-type things, you know, even better. So, I mean, like... And then a kid coming out of positive numbers from LSU, obviously they're coming off a national championship win. That, he, he, got, had, he got the speed to hang. He's got the speed to hang. And I feel like with an Andy Reid-built offense, they're going to make plays for this kid. A lot Those of de- delayed screens. Absolutely. Where, where he pulled everybody to one side and then he passed my Absolutely. Throw it back across his body and then his whole side is empty, bro. They're going to be dangerous. Well, not to mention, if, if you're most of the majority of your secondary is going deep already because of the speed problem that Kansas City per- gives defenses right. with that underneath, he's going to beat linebackers. Yeah, he's going to be able to beat safeties, I think. I think you're going to see him. Well, not have safeties. Well, not. Well, I, I, hey, I, I, didn't, I didn't say. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't say anything about Baltimore safeties. I just said safeties. I just said safeties. But we I like Aaron Thomas no more. But we got a Joker <clears throat> back there, and I'm telling you, but Joker's wild. But my question mark here is: we need to see Will Fuller for the Texans be that weapon now for Deshaun Watson, and we need to see him play a full season, Kamikaze. We need to see Brandon Cooks come into that. I'm assuming it's a number two spot and not the number one. It would be number one. So I want to see. Because availability is the best ability, and neither one of these guys can say they've always been available, but one guy can say, hey, I've been more available than you've been. And the last year we did see their tight end position kind of fluctuate towards the end of the year. We saw a we saw a connection there. He's more of that basketball-type player. One season, Turned, we, say we, need. I, we need two, but I want to see that progression. Right. Obviously, he could be a better, better weapon. And I want to get an honest opinion here before we get on to the next game. What do you, Kamikaze, expect from their acquisition from Arizona, David um, Johnson? What um, do you expect? He's coming in at a pretty big high so, price tag. He's got DeAndre Hopkins. They traded a, ra- a draft pick uh, for this gentleman to come in. What do you expect from him? The same situation in Houston that you have in Kansas City. You got speed on the perimeters. Okay. Will Fuller's fast. Brandon Cook has made a career out of being fast and getting traded. But. Correct. <laughs> and getting traded, right. So, obviously, there's a problem there. But he's fast. Yeah, the problem is concussions. Okay. So, yeah. Right. But he's fast. So, and Kiki Kuti, the guy I keep mentioning, who's not a household name, but he will be. He's pretty fast, too. So, if you think Clyde Edwards Hilaire is going to benefit from the speed on Kansas City, then you have to think that David Johnson will. All right. As well, because David Johnson, before he just fell off a cliff, was one of the best pass catching backs in the league for a season. And he was easily he he was getting well he got a thousand a thousand easy, you know, for a season. Yeah, for 
a season. For a season, right. So I'm not seeing that consistency. in this new... Bill O'Reilly, right. And we already said Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. We don't like him as a GM, but we sure as hell love him as a coach and a play caller. And he's really going to have to be a factor in this Texans offense, I think, for it to really David click. David Johnson is going to be the key to whether or not this, the Texans win. Take that next step. Win 10 games yeah. or win seven games. Like, that. that's what it, that, that, the difference is going to be David Johnson. And the thing to me was it wasn't necessarily the offense because at the time we didn't know there was going to be an exit from John J. Hopkins. It was really the defense for the Texans, for me, that was really the question mark. So I see this right. game. But they got strong on defense, right? Supposedly. Supposedly. They signed a couple of corners. I, I, no, I, and I get that, but we'll, we'll really see. This is the first year we'll really see this newer, revamped Texans defense, especially in the secondary, because, I mean, let's not forget Kamikaze. They had a lead on these Chiefs in the playoffs last year. <laughs> and they lost it because of bad defense. Are we picking this game? Uh, I, I, it's up to you. I was going to give a score just because it was the first game. I was going to give a score on every game. Uh, well, I won't give a score, but I'll pick it. Well, go ahead and pick it. I mean, it's pretty much self-explanatory, right? Yeah. The Chiefs. Oh, I guess it's self-explanatory to you then. Okay, so what do you so what do you get? What are you getting here? You getting the Texans? You're picking. That's great. I, I'm looking at the Chiefs and the Texans. The Texans holding on. And then the Chiefs pulling away. So I'm predicting a 35-17 to 17 win. I'm calling Super Bowl hangover for a young team. Super Bowl hangover with Andy Reid at the coach? For a young team. I trust Andy Reid. Trust the quarterback. I don't trust guys like Tyreek Hill to be all in, to stay hungry. You know, Miko Hardman, you know... No, I think you're going to really see in this Chiefs offense. Chris Jones got paid, so, I mean, not Chris Jones. Uh, who was it? But I really think you're going to see Andy Reid redevelop this running game. You saw that <laughs> happening with Kareem Hunt before the problems happened. And I think you're going to get reinvested into this running game. Maybe. All well, right. I'm calling Houston. Calling I'm Houston. He's. I'm calling the Chiefs. Great right. Thursday night. I hope we hope you enjoy. So we're gonna do this like this. I'm gonna put the P over the Chiefs and the D over the Texans. All right. You go ahead and pick the next game, sir. To talk about? Yeah. Next game we're gonna go ahead and talk about is the Dolphins at the Patriots. Dolphins at the Patriots. If you've listened to um, any of the reports coming out of Foxborough or Miami. Uh, Miami has made their decision on who their number one is recently. They're going with, uh, you know, the Magic Man, Fitz Magic. Oh, 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 Fitz Magic. You know. All right, so let me tell you why this news is very important to this game. Okay. Up until that announcement was made, I had thought the Patriots was going to whitewash the Miami Dolphins. All right. On week one. Okay. But you know how Fist Magic opened the seasons, especially against opponents that he's previously played against. He was with Buffalo. Who played for? He was with the Jets. He's familiar with the Patriots' personnel. Right. But coming out of Foxborough camp, 
you keep hearing kamikaze about this cam newton you know cohesiveness with this offense on how cam newton is really going to flourish well in this offense and i'm somehow drinking this kool-aid kamikaze because i believe in what i'm hearing coming out of foxborough and that's because bill belichick let's argue or let's not argue he's one of the most prolific greatest coach of all time greatest Why coach of all time don't know what he's words the goat He's the goat, right? <laughs> so, to what, what, to what are what do great minds flourish on? Challenges, statistically, physically, you know, they love challenges. And to to people on the outside, this is this what may have been a challenge at first. You have Cam Newton coming into a Patriots lifestyle, and you don't really know what you're going to get. You hope you see what you're going to. Do you? Get. Well, you don't know because. I do. But do you? I do. Do you? I do. I know what I'm getting from Cam. Cam's not a question. And do I trust Bill Belichick to adjust to Cam Newton's skill and not make Cam No, Newton not not Bill. Josh McDaniels. Oh, yeah. Let's remember. But do I trust Josh McDaniels? You're right. You're absolutely right. Not Bill, Josh. Do I trust Josh McDaniels to adjust to Cam Newton rather than have Cam Newton adjust to what Tom Brady was doing? Absolutely. Yes. So... We do know what we're going to get from Cam. We're going to get Super Cam. Cam is healthy. Cam is back. And I trust Cam to have a great game. The problem is, Fitzmagic is just going to have a better one. I don't see the 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 offense really playing up. up I mean, they've got kind of have been tanking to get Tua. They lost a lot of their offensive weapons that way. I just don't see... The run controlling, clock controlling offense that I'm going to see here. Not to mention, people are sleeping on this Patriots defense. I think Bill. Well, yeah, because they lost a lot of uh, personnel last year, didn't they? They didn't lose a lot of personnel. People opted out. People, well, they lost it. Whether they opted out Bill or not. Defensive player of the year. If he's a defensive player of the year, he should matter. Well, that's why I think that this these this defense. Whether well, I don't know who sleep on him, but I ain't. Well, I'm just people are people are saying that their defense isn't going to be as good, but I say ha to those people because it's Bill Belichick. He's going to plug and play just like he always does, and his offense is really going to come down to can Cam make those third down stretches like he needs to. But I think the ground game and the his fact ability that, to move the ball with his legs, he can do it. He's going to chew up a lot of clock. He's going to get a lot of ground game. And he may or may not, Kamikaze, challenge Lamar Jackson for the run record this year. Only because the <laughs> offense precedence to him running the ball and controlling the ball more and scrambling. No, sir. And, and, no, sir. and that you have Cam Newton going into this next year looking for that next big deal. No, sir, bro. Looking for that next big deal. Mad respect to Cam Newton and his ability. I'm never going to sleep on you. But did you see Lamar's speed? Like, the difference between Lamar and Cam is Lamar run past people. Cam has to go through people. Some of those people are going to bring Cam down. When you run past the motherfucker, you're waving bye to him. Cam is not challenging Lamar for the... Unless Lamar do not run that often... It ain't happening, bro. Do you think 
knowing what you know about your team, that they're going to run Lamar Jackson the same way like they did last year? Uh, uh, some of those rushes were not designed. Answer the question, Kamikaze. Do you think that the Baltimore Ravens, as an offense, is going to run the ball or allow Lamar to run as much as he did last year? Lamar has the freedom to run as much as he sees free. You're not answering the question. Yes. Okay. So you feel like Lamar could even eclipse what he had last year? I feel like Lamar could be even better on the ground and through the air than he was last year. But this ain't about my team. This is about Cam Newton. We'll talk about whether or not I believe that Lamar can do anything. But right now, this is about I Cam like, Newton. And you said Cam Newton could challenge Lamar. And could challenge. He could challenge. Bro. This offense is suited for Cam to Cam's best be- rushing season. Lamar still blew that out of the wall. He did. He did. But this is a Cam that's looking for that next big deal. If he gets that and next you know big deal. If he's going to get it, it's going to be with, the, with, with his right arm. It's not going to be with those legs. It's going to be with the right arm. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. If he can hey, be productive in his MVP year... He was his most productive as far as rushing the ball. And passing the ball. And passing the ball. But it all included on the rushing as well. Now you show me a season where he passed for more and rushed for less where he was successful. Where he rushed, passed for more and rushed for less than what he did his MVP season. That's that's my point. His MVP season. Show me a year where he He rushed, rushed. He passed for more than he rushed. No, but I'm saying, show me a year outside of that where he was successful, where he rushed. Never mind. I'm 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 losing. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't get the question. I don't get. Uh, I think I'm losing the point here. Yeah. I like New England in this game. I, I like it. In a, I like it in a close battle. I'm gonna go probably 28-21 New England on this. You giving it a score? Oh, I don't mean I'm okay. I'm I like New England in this. You can score them if you want. I'm not scoring though. Okay, that's fine. So if you score, that's even better because you're going Pats, right? I am going Pats. And I said I'm going Dolphins. That's absolutely right. So we want to stay in the AFC and clean up. Um, I had the Seahawks up next, so it's up. To let's you. Go, let's go for it. Uh, the we have the Seahawks uh this week at. Atlanta at their beautiful Mercedes Stadium, of course. Um, yeah. The Atlanta Falcons acquired a lot of outside talent this year. They dumped Freeman, picked up Gurley. They picked up Hayden Hurst um, from your Baltimore Ravens. Yep, for a second round pick. Um, they're a team that... J.K. Dobbins. <laughs> they're a team that... Um, if you're looking at Matt Ryan, Kamikaze, are you getting worried going into the future? You've added, obviously you have Julio, you haven't, you added a Calvin Ridley, you're bringing in Todd, you're bringing in uh, what we feel like is a ready tight end. To finish third in your division. But I'm just saying, are we ready to see the Atlanta Falcons take a step forward rather than a step back because ever since that Super Bowl loss to the Patriots, we've seen them take a step back and, and take another, another step, step back. back. 
And but, then we're going to take another step back because you know who's going to take a step forward? Tampa Buccaneers. Well, uh, we both agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but Seattle is here going into Atlanta. Uh, Russell Wilson coming off an, a, another great I don't think season. We'll, we'll have a question on who, who's going to win this. Game. Okay, so let's just go ahead and say it. I like Seattle. I like Seattle. I like Seattle. <laughs> okay. um, um, do we see? Uh, before we we get off this game, uh, we both came in the next season questionable about uh, DK Metcalf. We liked the production we got from DK last year. Uh, do we see his production numbers go up? Stay the same, or they um, go back down. This I'm is year tell two. You that his production is going to stay the same, which wasn't bad last year. But I'm going to tell you why it's a problem. Okay. Because last year, DK Metcalf had a problem holding him to the ball. All right. I watched two games where he fumbled at crucial moments and lost the Seahawks game. And that's a mindset thing, or it's a getting used to the ball thing. He did get seven touchdowns last year. Is that correct, Thomas? Right. Respect. As a rookie, not bad. Respect. When he was most majority of the time looked at the second or probably third or fourth option, not maybe not second. He was second option. He was second option. Okay. Okay. You know. Yeah. Um. But respect to the seven touchdowns. But only way Seahawks make some noise this year is if he learns how to how to protect the ball. Um. Obviously, for some reason this year. We've uh, there's been a lot of conversation with Russell Wilson as far as his longevity, um, career goals. He's one of those other quarterbacks like an Aaron Rodgers, like a Tom Brady that feels like he can play longer. Are we getting too much? You're gonna say he won't play until he's fifty. Well, no, and that's my and that's and that's the point I want to get to before we get off of this game. Uh, is Russell Wilson getting questioned too much about his longevity plans for his NFL career? Like I feel like a lot of Players are not necessarily. I'm sorry. Media members are questioning his 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 plans, and I feel like it shouldn't really be a question. He's a guy that's really done. He's taking care of his body. He's eating right. He's led his team to pretty successful uh, seasons under the fact that what kind of product or kind of uh, players they have in the organization, the players they've lost. Here's a guy that's done the right thing why is he getting questioned so much because of his style of play as long as you you have athletic ability you always your longevity your longevity will always be in question this is the same reason why people can't understand that cam newton played so poorly the beginning of last season and the end of the season prior to that because he was hurt People just think that, oh, Cam Newton lost his step. That's not the case at all. He's Cam hurt. Newton was injured, yes. He's going to come back, and he's going to be Superman. Right. You know, and Former the problem is when you have athletic ability, people question your longevity. Nobody's questioning whether or not Tom Brady's going to make it to 45. You know, it's because he stands in the pocket. He don't move around. He don't take hits. Also takes care of his body. Also take care of his body, but it's like the same thing you said. Russell Wilson take, I mean Russell, yeah, Wilson take care of his body. But I mean, you don't, you haven't necessarily see the injuries that that do plague some other quarterbacks with his ability with Russell Wilson. A guy's on the right, but this whole offseason, it feels like when his 
plans or whenever he brings up or whenever he's questioned about his plans as far as long-term in the NFL, I'm not sure if he's getting laughed at, but it seems to be brought up in question quite a bit, Kamikaze. And I'm just thinking this guy is going to be a Hall of Famer. He should have been in, in a two-time back-to-back Super Bowl uh, champion. Who are we blaming that on? I'm not blaming it on him, but I just he threw the but I just see it over and over, and I just wanted to address it with you. He threw the interception. Why you don't blame him? I don't blame him because he should have been a leader enough to know that we don't need that call right now. Yeah, of course I'm gonna. <laughs> if if another me wrong, Russell Wilson at that point is probably what year two, year three. Year and three the, I believe. So the control wasn't necessarily there. I think. Even though it should have been, he earned it. But there's no way you make that call. Uh, Marshawn Lynch gained enough yards off the ball to know that that's an easy touchdown. So let's not go there because I can go that wrong. So, <laughs> I just but, wanna, but I just wanted I just to bring wanted that to up. Go ahead and see, see what she was going to say about that. No, but I wanted to bring that up. The no. fact that Russell Wilson, it constantly is a question. How, how does he figure being this long dead? I'm just thinking. The guy takes care of his body. Isn't, isn't injury prone. Finishes almost every season he plays in. No, almost every season he plays in. Well, there you go. So I don't understand that. So I like Seattle, obviously, this game. Uh, Mr. Unlimited. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you uh, know I had to do it. <laughs> all right. So what do you got next? Uh, we got Eagle versus the Washington football team. The Washington football team recently uh, let go of Adrian Peterson. Not a surprise. He found a home. In not, oh, the surprise he, isn't that he found a home. Not that they let him go, right? Because the surprise, Adrian Peterson being let go by the Washington Redskins is a surprise to me. They look at their uh, backfield behind Adrian Peterson. Obviously, they, they see something there. Let me I, ask you. What other running backs do the Washington football team have rostered? No idea. Exactly. No idea. I can't. No. Some guy like I said. Some guy with an M with an M last name. That's what I know. Cause I remember him from the draft, and that's I, I can only tell you that. So really, who do they have? Totally agree. Yeah. Well, they had to release Darius Geis cause he got into some domestic violence shit. So his own fault. Shame, right? Guy really never got a chance in the NFL, and then he get into this basketball thing. You think he's gonna get a second chance? The NFL does not look kindly on domestic violence, and you don't have another pro- enough production to say that you deserve a second chance. I, I I'm but all for people getting second chances. Kamikaze. This his third year. He's been injured his first two seasons. I, I, I could possibly sense there might have been some frustration involved with that, but still, when it comes to NFL, they don't look kindly when it comes to domestic domestic oh. uh, abuse. I so, abuse. I think my, hat's off, my hat's off to him. I hope he can get his own Hertz uh, uh, rental car uh, franchise, and my hat's off to him. So, are we going Eagles at yeah. Philadelphia? I mean, at Washington football team. I can't believe I'm calling them the Washington football team. Uh, I can't believe that it shows up on NFL.com um, as football team. I will say this. Um, <laughs> kudos to Alex Smith for making the 58-man roster. 58? 53? 53. 53-man 53. 53 roster. Uh, I didn't really think there was like a doubt in my mind that he wouldn't make it, only if it was like a um, physical prowess involvement in it. I just want to say... 
comeback player of the year already. It's over. The race is over. I don't give, care who recovered from an injury and have a phenomenal season. Alex Smith coming Going. back from the life-threatening injury he came back from to making the roster comeback player of the year. Already. Going into the season, we're looking at Dwayne Haskins being the starter? Yes. Okay. So, obviously, it's Dwayne's job to lose, but you have Alex behind you. And it's it can, an easy job to lose, honestly. In Washington, am I wrong? <laughs> it's an easy job to lose. So you, we could easily see Alex Smith back in that role once again. And if he is successful somehow with this Washington team, do we see him on another team, Kamikaze? Alex Smith? Or do we see Washington kind of pull a uh, Kirk Cousins RG3 thing where they keeping the two quarterbacks... Just in case. Because um, there's not really much to talk about with Washington. They're going through the... the you, if, if you you're have talking about, to play Alex Smith this season, you can't continue with Dwayne Haskins. At that point, you move on from Dwayne Haskins and you keep Alex Smith for him to groom the next guy. Without Alex Smith grooming this guy? You don't think Dwayne that's Haskins? just an, you don't think that's just an easy scenario where they flip scripts uh, where Dwayne looks under him for another well, year under a proven quarterback. But you said the, your question was if it gets to the point where Alex Smith is starting. Mm-hmm. If it gets to the point where Alex Smith is starting, that means that Dwayne Haskins isn't getting it. And if you get to the point where you have to put the teacher in over the student, then you just got to get a new student because. The teacher, there's nothing wrong with the teacher. You see yeah. what happens when Alex Smith is in the quarterback room with, 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 with other players. You get Colin Kaepernick. Phenomenal. Super Bowl competitor. Right. He lost, but he almost won. And if it wasn't for a bad call by the refs, they should have won. You know? <laughs> so we deserve the win. <laughs> but well, Cap, Super Bowl comp- contender. Absolutely. Pat Mahomes, Super Bowl, Bowl winner, League MVP, Super Bowl MVP. All learning from Alex Smith. Yes. RG3? Eh, he wasn't there. <laughs> Alex Smith wasn't there. All right. So I guess in this scenario, and there's not many scenarios of this throughout this season, Smart Man would have to go with Philadelphia. Smart Man would have to go with Philadelphia. I would love to, you know, hurt Corey's feelings and crush the coach's balls, but it's easily Philadelphia. Easily. I'm not picking a team whose team name is football team. Not to mention, as an organization, <laughs> from team. from top to bottom, they're really going through this paradox where it's not just a coaching issue because obviously we saw it's Jay Gruden. It's an organizational issue. And we, Jay Gruden should have never been fired. And we saw Ron Rivera come in and him trying to develop a new culture. Great way to replace a great coach with another co- great coach. <laughs> right. But he's replacing a culture issue going on there now. Well, the culture issue wasn't with the coaches. The coaches, culture issue comes from up top. But that, but that has always been a problem for this organization where Dan Schneider has found one way or another to screw this and team over. And what sucks over. is... is Kirk now, Cousins. And now we're looking at Jay Gruden as if he was a mediocre coach and he wasn't. He's a really good coach. And if they don't get Snyder out of there after this tenure, we're going to be looking at Ron Rivera like, oh, he's just a mediocre coach. And he's not just a mediocre coach. But is he a coach that throughout this possible um, 
man or ownership change, we don't know yet. Do we see excuses being made due to the fact that there is a um, difference, obviously, of a major opinions with the league, what Dan Snyder's been doing in his organization, and what the end result will be eventually once an investigation has been done? We just have to wait and see the results. I'm not going to speak on anything that hasn't really, you know, presented itself to me. So, uh, my issue is uh, Ron Rivera is a great coach. And if there is new ownership, you never know what's going to happen. We've seen what happened with the Panthers. Um, that owner, that guy brought that team. He's a Steelers fan, by the way. Mm-hmm. He brought that team, and he got rid of everything that was cultured about that team. And the head coach, who was a Latin American, and the MVP starting quarterback, who was a black guy. You know, you can bring Teddy Bridgewater in and say, oh, yeah, well, we got rid of one black quarterback for the next, but that was just a token because you got called out. So I'm not going to really okay. get you props for that, Mr. Telford. Um, uh, uh, so, yeah, I'm not going to give him credit for that. I, I think that Carolina Panthers owner, that guy that bought them, was racist. Uh, all right. All right. Yeah. Didn't expect that, did you? All right, uh, going going into the next game, uh, we have. I'll, I'll give you one. All right, Indiana at Jacksonville. Okay, so we're going Indianapolis. So obviously we have the newest addition at quarterback for the Colts. We have Jacksonville being who they are. Obviously, re are they newly released Leonard Fournette. They uh, trade Calais Campbell to your Baltimore Ravens. Or was that a free agency move? No, they traded him. They traded him, correct. We we signed him. All right. Um, Obviously, we've seen a lot of acquisitions. First-round draft picks come and go. Majority of their 2012 on first-round draft picks are no longer on the team. And yet we have them playing the Indianapolis Colts, which uh, finished the playoff season pretty well. Um, they beat the number one um, AFC team that year, which is your Baltimore Ravens. No, Texas Titans. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, they added. They had. They left last year with a top ten defense. They didn't make the playoffs either. They, although they did make the playoffs. Did Mike Vrabel make the playoffs last year? The Titans made the playoffs, not the Colts. Wait, who beat you guys the the second year? Wasn't it the Colts? The Titans. The, the Titans beat you last two years in a row. The Chargers beat us the year before. That's my bad. All right, I'm fucked. <laughs> all right, so Colts have a new quarterback. Oh, my God, making me really involved in this heartbreak. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, Indianapolis so, was there, all right? Let me, right? Let me, let go me, ahead. All right, let me introduce yeah. this one. Okay, go ahead. Because we have the aforementioned tanking Jaguars. And a really good team in the Indianapolis Colts, Colts, with their new starting quarterback in Phillip Rivers. Mm-hmm. They have guys uh, at the wide receiver position T. like T.Y. Hilton. Hilton, Parrish, Paris Campbell. I think yeah. they got. Um, they got another guy out of this draft that just passed. That like Michael Pittman Jr. Michael Pittman Jr. Budline there, Bucks holla. Holla, holla, dollar, dollar. Michael Pittman Jr. 
is a big body receiver where you huge have, body receiver, thick boy. Where you have very very thick boy. You know we love our thick boys. Absolutely, we you love have our thick Paris boys. Paris Campbell, former Ohio State wide receiver, with some speed on him. Great catching ability. Had a great rookie season last year. You know for what it's worth. Taylor coming to this backfield seems a little exciting for me. Jamal Taylor, right? Correct. Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin. Wisconsin yeah. The established uh, started there. Uh, broke a lot of Wisconsin records. He's an we exciting. Both was really excited to see the Colts take him. I think in a dome, in the scenario that they'll present for him, they'll be able to run behind that offensive line. Exactly. An offensive line, which ironically was built after Andrew Luck retired. Well, I'm getting hit too much. I mean, you saw a lot of uh, older backs have great years here. Uh, Frank Gore had a pretty decent year behind that offensive line, and he's not necessarily a, a young spirited back. Still a good back, still serviceable. He ain't no spring chicken, <laughs> but he's no spring chicken. But you saw him success behind that line. I think uh, Jonathan Taylor, coming out of the program he did, he's he is the perfect fit for this offense. To run behind. Can we not sit here and gush over the Indianapolis coach? You know I still hate them, right? I understand that, <laughs> but we have... We, what are we going to talk about? Jacksonville? How they're tanking for Lawrence? I forget. We can talk about how I already wrote down who both of us picked for this game. Okay. This, this game before right. either one of us even So let's just it. go ahead and say it. The Colts, then. The Colts right. are going to be the victor exactly. here because Jacksonville is obviously... Tanking. Tanking. for And right? if I'm Gardner Minshew, I wouldn't be finding any house... Plans for the next couple of years. I mean, he could buy a house. He just gonna have to go and get a vacation home somewhere else for a couple of years. Because eventually, when they take Trevor, he gonna want out in about three years. Because you know what happens in Jacksonville. Yeah, but but let me ask you this: Does being a starting quarterback under a rookie contract are there any incentives to that? Do you know Kamikaze? Whatever's in your contract. So what? So no matter if you have a great year. To a terrible year. No, and and Prescott has been the mark lately. Obviously now with the uh, Deshaun Watson deal, his average goes up. So now what you're going to see going into certain situations. Deshaun Watson was already a high pick, so making money anyway. But what you're going to see now with the franchise tag being placed on Dak is that his average is now going up, and you're going to see the Cowboys now paying more average per year due to that fact. next year. But this year, his number stays the same as what it was before Deshaun Watson. But you're looking at him almost paying what in the range of close to forty million a year. I think it was like thirty eight, thirty nine. Who Watson? No, for Dak to franchise him next year. Well, right now he's at eighteen. So he's at eighteen. Oh, pause it. Pizza's here. Uh, Dinner's here. We gotta come back to you. And I need a smoke break.